RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You know what? what? One of these days we're going to walk in the studio, right? We're going to start to show off like normal people. Is, or is this normal no, people for us? No, we're not. This we're is not, normal for us. We're not, this, this is normal is for us. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the DJ Eakin podcast. I have here with me, Bernie Gonzalez. You don't like that? That wasn't that was. No, I, thought that, I, hate I think that. I think we should start like that every single week with you with that. Matter of fact, we should we should make that the intro with you voicing it. No, no, no we're we're good like this. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah, we, yeah. I know, right? You got to dance. Oh, should I give you a beat? <laughs> boom, pop, pop, boom, pop, boom, pop, pop, boom, pop. No, chill, no, chill. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's the DJ Eakin podcast, of course. I am DJ Eakin. The lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez is here. How are you, darling? So good. So good. How are you? I, I am good. You, you know what I am going to do, Brittany, though? I'm trying to get better at like, you know, I guess it's what they call bookends to a show. So it's like, I'd be like, welcome to the DJ Eakin podcast. You can catch us wherever podcasts are found. Don't forget if you're watching us on YouTube to hit that. I go like this. Look, you remember this? Look, hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> subscribe to us right here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get all of that stuff right, man. And shout out to Radio Influence and Jason who puts up with us every single week. Um... I got a guest today, but before that, I'd like to just talk a little bit about um, normally it would be election, but we'll get to that when the guest comes on. I want to know how, how was your Halloween? Oh my God, Egan, I had one of the best Halloweens in a long time. And maybe it's just because we haven't been out because of quarantine and coronavirus, but I was like, it's my favorite day of the year. I like it more than Christmas, more than any other holiday. Like Halloween is was made for me. Yo. So... What? Wait. I'm really sad it's Yo, over. No, no, no. I'm going to let you go. But like speaking of that, right, I saw somebody on Twitter today. She tweeted, guess what holiday is next? The Jan Brady of, of holidays, Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, Jan Brady's like the nerd on, on the Brady Bunch. I'm like, <laughs> I have never heard Thanksgiving disrespected so bad in my life, yo. <laughs> but but, but why, why, why is Halloween your favorite holiday? Just because I love dressing up. I love the idea of being a character, like taking on this other persona or thing. You know, sometimes like it. I mean, even just being sexy, because sometimes I'm just a cat. Let's maybe, be real. Maybe it's just us, because Jason and I have been feeling like we get a different character every time we, we pop up with you on here. Every time we go, <laughs> Britney's here. You, It might be another wig. We don't like like you. You do this all year round. No, but that's what. But I feel like it's more acceptable during Halloween, where people are, you know, when I go full out outside. Oh, you go full it, you out. Know, it's, okay, well, it's you know, normal. I, I saw some of your Instagram. So, so which was like, what were you actually? Because, because you know, sometimes when you post on Instagram, I'm not sure. Well, see, that's the thing. I did, I did create my costume this year, and every okay, so year, wait, so, knows so is this is this actually this year? I like yes. It. I was Corella Deville, the guy with the puppy. Oh, 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 with the hundred and one Dalmatians. Yes, yes. You know so how connected we are? Wait, seriously, you know how connected we are? You had that costume on. I didn't really wear a uh-huh. costume this year, right? But uh-huh. I did like a few parties. And I wore my Disney Vans, the 101 Dalmatians. No way! That, that's, that is so That's how weird. I wound up in that picture that I posted on the gram with the dude that just got on like a diaper and a tail and the other, I don't, like, saw concert. Look, uh, back back to you and your costume. Okay. That's so, what I love about Halloween. That's what you said. The crazy uh, costumes, you know, everybody's something different. And like, it's just supposed to be a fun act. Like, nobody's supposed to take anything seriously. Like, we're all in costumes here. You know, we're fairies. We're, you know, dragons. We're freaking whatever you want to be for Halloween. You could be. We're, we're, so we're just, all positive. We all got the Rona now because nobody took that serious either. On the 
one day that everybody probably should have had on a mask. Nobody had on a mask on Halloween. There were no masks. You're right. There were absolutely no masks. I'm not going to lie. I, you know what? They, they're calling it pandemic fatigue. So, and I kind of get it where you're just like, it's out there. We're, but I will say, you know, I still try to keep it safe. Wear my mask. You know, don't be too crowded up in spaces. But Halloween, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was Corella DeVille. Okay. Eakin. I, do you ever dress up? You don't really yeah, dress I up, up last like, year. I, I just didn't like this year. It's been like a, like these last like five days. I did some traveling. I got back in town. We got right to some things. And also, too, I want to apologize to the uh, the team Eakin fam that rocks with us here at the DJ Eakin podcast. We didn't even put out an episode last week. So this week we have to promise and we'll get this episode out and then we'll get back on our regular schedule and get an episode out on Friday. If Jason permits, you know, we can record again. That's what we'll do so that we can get everybody back on track because I hate when we miss episodes. Yes. But can I ask you a couple of pandemic party questions? What's up? Okay, because you haven't been out in a while, you know, and, and, and we'll get to no. our guest in a minute. You haven't been out in a while. So let me ask you, did you do some of these things that I know you normally would do? Okay. God, did you drink I'm out of anybody's bottle? Answer. Were you in VIP drinking out of anybody's bottle? <laughs> you know what? And wait, wait. First, I'm going to start like this. Did you drink out of anybody's bottle in a cup? Like, were you guys passing cups around? No, no, okay. I did absolutely not. We did not do that. But the old Brittany would have. Like, okay. Maybe. Now, so when you, did you go out to an actual party at a club or did you go to a house party? No, I went to a, a club, a, like outside and inside. Oh, so it was inside, club. outside? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you hang yeah. around money sometimes. So were you in a section? Did, were you in a section? This time I wasn't trying to do that or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I didn't. I kept it low key, like small, small group, just, you know, a few of us. Let's just have fun together. It was more about that. I okay. didn't, no. Now, I wasn't on the prowl looking. Okay. Now let me ask you this about the group because because nowadays in the pandemic you have to treat the group like a sexual encounter, and by that I mean what? think about it like this. Think about it like this, and, and 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 work with me here. Think about it when they when they tell you right when you when you have a sexual encounter. If you are not like you know this person exclusive, you're really having sex with all the people that they've had sex with in the last few times, especially if they're not using protection. So with those people that you were around. <laughs> Do you know where they've been hanging at before you got to? Yes. Oh, you do? Let me tell you. Yes. My friends are not playing about this virus either. We're all on the same page. We all got to keep it safe. We all, you know, like if it starts to feel uncomfortable, we need to get away, you know? So no, for real, I, yeah, we're very responsible, even though I know I don't seem like a responsible person, but sometimes I am. Sometimes I can be. No, you're responsible. If I put my mind to it. If I put my mind to it. Brittany, when our relationships makes me look at you the way that normal people probably wouldn't look at you. This is how I know that you're responsible. And a normal person wouldn't pick up on this because I see your what? nails on the regular. Like I see your nails on the regular. I've been in places with you and sometimes you have them little flip flops on and I'd be like, girl, that third toe. But you my girl. I'm not going to trade you. <laughs> the other day I FaceTimed you, right? And the first thing I saw, and they still looking good right now. When I saw those nails, that's how I look. Let me tell you something. When you feel like Karen look at see because you was ready for halloween you was that girl you was like this costume gonna be complete nails and all and see how you get everything done when you want to get it done I, girl let me i know and so I you can think do anything you think us new millennial men do not not notice when you guys do things i notice the small stuff you do you do and it's a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes like you said my toes are busted and girls don't want you paid attention to that well you should probably wear socks and wear your sneakers that day you don't come in in your slides you know, you got a point, but you know, <laughs> you're coming in your slides. It's like you giving me the information. I mean, you could always wear socks and, and some sneakers. You ain't even got to tie them sometimes, up. Sometimes it's like this is who I am, you know, and I've accepted that, you know, but again, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed Halloween. So it was only so you only went to one party. 
We went to, it was in Mercado in Naples. So like, it's got like three spots, right? Literally right across from each other, next to each other. So you just kind of hop around. Okay. But um, yeah, it was, it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was lit. There was a lot of people. The music was bright. Although I did like being a villain for Halloween. I've never been a villain for Halloween. What so being normally? Cruella DeVille, huh? What are you normally? Like a sexy cat or like a, Oh, you just go right for, you just go right for Hoochie? You go yeah, for you yeah, go right for Hoochie like, Halloween. You go right for, for Hoochie sure. Halloween. <laughs> for sure. There's never a real character. It's just, you know, to be sexy. But this year I did and I had some people like kind of treat me weird. Like one guy literally was like, look me up and down. He goes, This is not okay. Oh wow. Pissed oh, that I wow. was wearing this costume. I thought I the costume like, was dope. But I'm like, this is this. You realize it's a movie. It's it's a it's not real, right? Like I'm not really killing puppies out here. Hey, you know, you know Corella wanted to turn all the Dalmatians into like uh, purses and stuff and right. furs. Right. So that, but I couldn't even argue with him because of coronavirus. I was like, why am I going to argue with this drunk man who don't have a mask? So. <laughs> I let it slide and I walked away, but I wanted to go off on him eating so bad. Like, so he was within, he was, he was within six feet disrespecting your costume with no mask. Yes. Yes. And I had to just ignore it. I had to ignore it. I caught another girl taking a photo of me like low key, but I caught her. I looked straight into her phone and I'm literally the, the main focus in her phone. And she's got it like to the side, like <laughs> pretending that she's, it was so weird, but, but that, she wasn't being like, oh, this is cool. I like it. Let me get it. She was just like giving me dirty looks. And then I caught her doing that. And I was just like, what the? What Brittany, are, do you, people you, really- Brittany, Brittany, you have to understand, dude. Though. Right now, you're like C plus list celebrity. People know you like people yeah. know you, Brittany. Like you got to understand. Like, so sometimes you know I'll take the C plus. I'm just saying like you're on your way up. Like I don't mean that. I didn't mean that derogatory. You know what I'm saying? Like you're oh, C plus with me. I took that as a right. compliment. C you're on your compliment. way up. People know who you are. Sometimes, you you know, you're not always ready for those moments, but they'd be like, that's Brittany Gonzalez. And so they, they try to act like they're taking a picture of something else. It gets weird. Instead of them just saying, would you take a picture with me? You know, because that's I what know. I would have done. You know, I don't know what it was. It was so bizarre. But other than that, other than those, I had a moment with a fairy. Me and her really bonded. She was like a glow fairy. And we had a great time. Oh, wow. Oh, well, well I got to know about your weekend. I, I, and I'm all I'm, I'm just glad that you're here How again. How was yours? Um, chaotic. But I didn't wear a costume. But I was like, it's crazy because I'm kind of like the center of attention because I have money. You know what I'm saying? Like I hosted like all the Halloween contests. So I got a pocket full of money. And oh, actually yeah. this, year, though, it, this year it was cool. I wound up like uh, the person who won the most money was uh, Laura Croft. Um, was, she had her midsection wait, out. Isn't she? Tomb Raider. Yeah. And she hit us with some twerk moves. Every dude in the crowd was like, give her the money. I was like, okay. okay. She was like, twerking. I was like, because Laura Tomb Raider, you know, it's yeah, a it cute costume. Simple. But I feel It like, was pretty simple. But she looked like she do squats. Was, she looked like she do squats. White chick with booty. So. White chick with booty. <sighs> Look like she do so squats. Mad. And then she turned around and hit him with a twerk with a couple of twerk moves right on stage. And I had her in the air, like on stage. Boom. She was all the cash. And then a ham, yeah, like a hamburger one. But it was like five of them. It was like the it was like the top of the bread with an egg. It was like the no burger. Way. It was like uh lettuce, tomato, and then the bottom bun, and they couldn't get on stage. And it was it was like chaos. I still say though, my, like, like one of my top five moments ever was last year. There was a dude who showed up as Fat Thor, and if you, I don't know if you, you don't watch the Avengers, but you know Thor's always yes, cutting shit. Yeah, I know Thor. Yeah, right. But in Endgame, the last movie, he was all fat and out of shape because he had pretty much like given up on himself. 
It's a dude who showed up at the Halloween party last year like that. And he partied, though. Like, every time I cut the music on, Fat Thor went to work, yo. And it's, like, probably top five (laughs) Halloween moments in my entire life, yo. It was was dope. So, but it was Was it his real stomach? Was it his real stomach? Actually, I don't even, I don't even know. But he had the whole, whole, he had the whole ensemble. He showed up with the robe on. He had this, his his hair was all over the place. Oh, my God. He had the the hammer. He had, you know, he had the axe. He was ready. And when when we hit him with the sounds. Fat Thor, Fat Thor went in. We hit him with the sounds. See, for me this year, it was the sparkly cowgirl. She was like a, a her bottoms, her like were underwear shape, but then sparkle. Oh, I was like that. That's what I should have been. I mean, that's what I would have wanted to wear too. So that was my favorite. Oh, you know, what, I didn't see any like super dope ones no, this I saw, year. I saw a couple of super dope ones, but you know what I know? What I did realize this year, and I think people ought to understand. They ought to understand which contest they're getting in. Because if you're getting in a contest where you let the crowd go, the crowd is looking for hoochie. They, if you start being yeah. hoochie or you be any kind of girl that give them some sexy and you got a few friends that started off, you're probably going to win. Because there was one girl who showed up from, uh, she was, I think, from uh, an old movie that Chris Tucker was in um, um, called The Fifth Element. She was blue. She had the whole ensemble. Oh. But this wasn't the contest for her because the crowd was like, okay, cool. Bring back Tomb Raider. And then they had, we had, we had, um, I forgot her name. I think they called her bad grandma, but she pretty much was hoosty grandma because she had the fake breasts. And as soon as we cut the music on, she pulled her shirt up and the fake breasts were going everywhere. She started twerking. She came in second. That's what the crowd loves. So when you're in a crowd, when you're in a crowd contest, you know, it's crazy like that, man. So Brittany, what I want to do today is I got, um, my guy on here. If Jason can help us, you know, get him on, uh, my guy, Crisco kid, and he's out of, uh, Arizona. But originally, he did some did some a lot of work in Tampa radio, like we are with the history. Um, and he's got a a pretty dope history. But what I really wanted to get him on for was because him and I did something in L.A. Uh, just a week week or so ago with Orange County um, College. We both were on on the same panel, and I got to really build with him. But then it turns out this dude is running for mayor. Like started as a DJ, but he's running for mayor right now. So that's what to me. When I heard that and we started talking yeah. about some other things, I was like, yeah. yo, I want to bring you on the pod, dude. So so that's who we're going to have on For the pod sure. today. Uh, Brittany, it's my guy, Crisco Kid. Of course, Crisco Kid is my partner in crime. I, I really don't move without her, um, except Hi. unless unless I want to go somewhere that people want to treat me with respect. And I don't bring Brittany because it could go all bad. It's Brittany <laughs> Gonzalez. And um, How you doing? welcome. Hi. Thank you. I, I, I apologize for the mask right now. I'm, I'm getting a, a haircut because, you know, it's important that we got to take care of that appearance. It's crunch time. So today has been... All about tying up the loose ends for the you know before the election tomorrow and last minute meetings and and good conversation with great people and that's what we're doing today. So hopefully I'm not I don't know if I'm too close or if I'm if no, I you, you, no, you're good. Perfect. No, you're perfect. And actually, you kind of went and and I know Brittany's gonna have some questions here. I kind of gave a little bit about you and that we had I've, like I've known about you, but I just actually got to really talk to you last week. Yeah, we did the, yeah. the Orange County thing, right? And what I felt was really interesting about your story, and I want to get into that was actually what's going on with your story and how you and I, well, the three of us are are well into this hip hop culture and how hip hop culture really misses the things that are positive. A lot of times we just keep promoting the negative. So, but before I even get there, man, can you guys just give us a little bit about Crisco kid and, and your history, you know, and, and the things that you, that you've done, because I know about it and I've been reading, I was telling Brittany, I was like, yo, this is a story right here for real. So it's on you. Not- yeah, thank you. You know what I want to do? I want to I want to flip the microphone to make sure that you can hear me good. Okay. I, I might be. Do I sound kind of muffled right now? Jason, I think a little bit. Uh, yeah, see, I want to make sure I'm as clear as possible. 
He's getting a man while he's in the chair. Annie Mike's his own self. I want to make, sure, make sure we're good to go, baby, as clear <laughs> as possible, because I, I know how it is with the audio, man. Trust me. Yes. Trust me. Okay, so, yeah, you know, first of all, just thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's been good to see people from radio, TV, um, any any form of entertainment, like, reach out and give me the, the opportunity and the chance to explain what we're doing. And, you know, this movement, well, even before that, you know, I've been in radio 21 years, um, started DJing in high school and throwing my own parties, advanced from there, and... Uh, just been, I, I, I would like to thank a key staple in, in, in hip hop for black and brown people from Houston, Dallas. I lived in LA for four years, did Albuquerque radio twice. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been here since 2016 and um, I've done mornings. I've done nights. I've done weekends. I've done stunts. I've done everything that you can do uh, in radio except for, except for middays. And currently, uh, my last position, I was doing afternoons on Power 98.3 uh, right here in Phoenix. And uh, I, I still do Pitbull's Globalization every weekend, Saturday and Sunday um, on Sirius XM Channel 13. So, you know, I, I, I do that. Um, uh, real estate as well. have a couple of businesses, um, help develop some nonprofits. Charity is a very big thing in what I do right? Uh, as well. And, um, you know, I, I was... Th- I'll get into the reason why I'm running, but the the positive thing that's been coming out, whether I win or lose tomorrow, is that my hope is to inspire other personalities, other people on radio, other influencers that have to understand that now is the chance for us to really take our brands, to take who we are to a different level. That's one thing that 2020 has shown us. And I really believe that this election and what we're doing with, with, with my campaign should inspire and change the way that radio stations are doing radio. Some, some are, you know, they, they depend on national syndicated shows. And if you're on one of those, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I encourage that. But at the same time, part of radio is to serve your community, mm-hmm. right? To serve the people right in your hometown that listen to you every day, that build the relationship with you, that they can see you, whether they're going to a wing stop. You're, you're going to a McDonald's or you're at the bowling alley or wherever you're at. They want to know that they can touch that personality and you're one of us. You're, we're right. one of them. And um, if, if your radio station is not currently doing that, your program director, it does not have that mentality to really get involved in the community. Then I'm hoping that this will change your station. This will change the personalities and really do what we're supposed to be doing and be a reflection of the people that listen to us. Mm-hmm. Good. Good stuff right there. So so you're right now, just so and I want everybody to keep up with this story because it's, it's a super important one to me, like as I learned more about it. You're in Phoenix right now, right? Yes, sir. OK. And you were you were on what station out there before you decided to step down? So KKFR, Power 98.3 and 96.1. Right. And your background is heavily in hip hop, years of history, artists you've worked with, like I said, and, I, and that part, I know it, it's super crazy. What made you because it. There had to be a point. Was it this year, last year that made you say there's something not right that I want to be involved in politics and be mayor of my city? Because that is a you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing. And you you know this, like you said, it's one thing to say, I want to be an entrepreneur and open up the businesses you have. Like, I know you have restaurants. I know you do marketing. I know you do things like that. Even real estate doesn't seem like it's too far fetched because you may be because you've been a promoter or that sort of thing, running operations. Say, you know what? I want to own the building. But to take that stretch and to take that step and say, I want to be in the room because the, when you get into politics, that's, like I said, that's a whole different step. What made you what was the point that made you say, 
that's a step I want to take. Well, so I've, I've always like had an interest in the way government runs, um, especially local government. I've always been or made it not always, but I've since I became more aware of the importance of voting local and really spreading that, um, really getting people to become more involved at that level. And that's why I say it was just kind of natural in the evolution of me and like where I'm supposed to go and where I feel I'm supposed to go is because, you know, it, it was just time. Um, I saw the, the current mayor's lack of leadership and she can't communicate. She, you know, she didn't even debate in our mayoral debate October 20th. And it wow. shows that she just avoids confrontation. She never has full details. Um, there's anytime on the news stories, if you go back and look at compilations, it's like, uh, we reached out to the mayor's office, uh, for comment, no comment was available. No, no further details at this time. That's always the, the, the answer from that office. And you have to be a leader, Like yeah. the difference though. And, and let me say what even I felt could make this possible is the fact that this isn't LA. It's not New York, Chicago, Houston. Those are what's called a strong mayor system. In Phoenix, there's still a city manager. Uh, there's a deputy city manager or someone who controls the budget, uh, basically an office manager. And the city council uh, or, or the mayor is basically the ninth member of city council uh, here. Oh, wow. So it's, you're, you're like a super city council member, but your voice still counts as part of the council. You can uh, you basically navigate and control the meetings and you become a leader. You become a voice for people and a reflection of the city. Right. So the, the, the burden of the responsibility to have this superior knowledge and, and to be, uh, you know, this political guru, um, it, it's not necessary in the city because of the way that the city management and the city government is, is built. I don't know if that makes any sense. Right. So if I felt that it was, you had to have some kind of poli sci degree and you had to come from city council and, and, uh, you know, be the typical quote unquote politician, then I, I wouldn't have really pursued further. But because I know that what I may lack in city council um, experience, I, I, I make up for, and I, I think I exceed in life and human and public relations and PR and talking with people experience. Right. It doesn't matter the community, whether it's white, black, brown, native, you know, I've done radio in five different, four or five different markets and cities across the country. And so I've got to see how each city is, what mm -hmm. works, what doesn't work. And, and being independent, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I'm able to take what I think is effective. What's common sense? What do right. most people like? Because not everyone's going to agree with policy. Not everyone's right. going to agree with me. I mean, right. think about it. Do y'all agree with your parents 100%? Well, no. my parents don't talk to me a lot because they don't, they don't, they don't really like me. They just, they just got me by, like, I got here. They don't, no, I'm playing. No, but you're right. We don't, we don't agree with the people so, that we love all the time. You're right. Right. So so why do you expect to agree with the politician? I don't expect anyone to agree with me on the radio. So politics, I knew it would be worse or it could be better. I don't know. But when people are like, well, I like everything you're saying, but this. OK, so you would rate me a 90 percent an 85. What are you saying here? Right. And if you don't even agree with your family members, 100 percent, why do we expect our politicians to like, oh, I have to agree with them 100 percent on everything? That's not how anything works. Right. right. And I think, I, I think you know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think this year kind of showed us, too. Well, not even just this year. I mean, because we can start from the top as crazy as it is. Our president does not come from a political background. And then we talk about one of the best examples to me is uh, AOC out of New York. Right. That's is she's in our Senate. Where's she at? The AOC. She was a she was a waitress. 
in Bronx, New, yeah, York, in New York. Alexandria. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was like, I want to run for office. And she got elected because she was one of the people. And she, you know what I'm saying? So going back to your point about you don't have to be a lifelong politician, because I think what a lot of people misunderstand, too, and, I, and I've learned this by doing a lot more research this year. It's not one person that makes all the decisions in the government. In any at any level, it's not like you said. It's so there's assistance for you in there, but I guess I'm, that brings me to this question. So, what do you think is one of them? Is the most important quality that a politician should have? You know, like, like you know, what I'm saying if you if you could say that there was one or two qualities that a politician needs, you know, what I'm saying they don't because obviously we know now they don't they don't have to be a lifelong politician. If we just look at the president, this guy has no political background. He has a business background. You know, what I'm saying so if you could say that there were one or two qualities that the mayor or anybody in, in, in politics need, what would that be? I think one of the most important is listening. That, that to be able to listen, not just hear, mm-hmm. but to listen to people. That's what I, I made a priority in this election. And on Mondays, uh, you know, I wish I could have done this more, but that we still had a COVID distance. I would ride the light rail and I would ask people for two hours what do they feel is their priority? What would they like to see more from the light rail system? What would they like to see more for safety? You know, because part of my platform is safer streets. So what, what does that entail for them? What would they like to see? And what do they expect from me as mayor? What do they expect, from the, you know, from the city government as well? And then I also ask, what would they be willing to, you know, to, to contribute? Um, it's, you know, JFK, you know, his famous line is, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So you, you, you listen to him and you watch Robert Kennedy as well. I mean, Robert Kennedy was really, God, some of the most genius things that could be said from politicians. You know, Robert Kennedy is kind of overlooked because he's JFK's brother, right? right? But he's his brother. Robert has something, man. But, you know, and, and so I think listening has got to be key because, you know, when, when someone becomes so out of touch, like, and I don't want to go too deep in this, but like Nancy Pelosi, when she was talking to Wolf Blitzer and it was kind of like, these are my people and, and what else was she saying? She's like patting her chest and like, you know, I know what I what they want. But when is the last time really Nancy has really been involved with the community at a certain level to where, you know, that's why I agree there should be term limits, too, because I think once you become somebody involved in politics, you're a career politician, you, you become at a level where maybe you become out of touch and you, you lose the ability to really actively listen right. to what your yeah. people need. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one. That's one listening. I think, too. Well, there's really kind of three, but number two is, uh, you know, I love the song by Tim McGraw, uh, Humble and Kind, because okay. that's like a that's that's like a that's like a a, a a sheet on how to navigate through life. You know what I mean? I think when you remain humble and this can go in radio as well, this can go for anything that you do. It's real easy to let money. It's real easy to let influence and power get to our heads. But those that can still remain humble enough to listen again and to understand, to have empathy and compassion for people, mm-hmm. that those are the people that, you know, you're going to be in, you're going to be in touch. You're going to be right. able to, you know, relate to people because you can still have the ability. You may not be in the same financial class, but you can have empathy and understand where other people are coming from. Right. And I think being humble comes with that as well. And being kind. That's why I wear that be kind hat is because it's a reminder to especially during this election. You may not agree with everyone politically. You may not agree religious, you know, whatever it may be, but be kind because there's still a human being inside of all of us. There's still a right. spirit. There's still a soul that we have to resonate with and we all belong together. We have to understand that. So I, I guess I'll stick with those two right there. But, but, oh, leadership and speaking with conviction. Okay. 
I, that, I believe that, those that, are important as that's well. That's Barack Obama right there, ain't it? Like he, he there you if, go. If it's nothing else, when that when that man speaks, right, we're all like, we all, I think I almost feel like we're hanging on every word when 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 uh, President Obama speaks. Let me let me. What is what's the population uh, breakup down in Arizona? So it's about six to eight percent black, forty two percent Hispanic, forty three percent white, and the rest other Native okay. Asian. Okay, so so the so your main your main uh, competition in this election. What's her nationality? So white. Okay. Do you think that and that has a lot to, do you think that that has like, because you, you are a lot like me. Like, I feel like even with the cell phone and everything, I get the most enjoyment out of these conversations. Like I get the most enjoyment before Rona that I could shake hands and I could build with people face to face because that's kind of how I was brought up in this industry. And we talked about this before and Brittany and yeah. I talk about this a lot. The, re, the relationship game is kind of where it starts, right? So when you become a p- career politician and you spoke on this earlier about being like out of touch, how do you, how do you fix that? Because because think about it like this. If you become mayor when this election happens, I know you would like to, but there's not going to be time for you to ride the rail once a week for an hour or two hours. So how would you go about still making sure that you're in touch with the people in your city? See, well, I think there can be. And I think we have to flip the way people are governing. And I, have to, I think we have to flip the way that people think of our politicians. Right. Like like one thing about Houston artists versus other artists. And I'm, I, I know we're in Phoenix, but I want to bring this up because our artists, when we created that whole movement between in the late 90s and to the mid 2000s, where you have a trade of truth that can be seen in the community. You have a slim thug that can walk anywhere in any mall. You have a Paul Wall that's known as being one of the most friendly artists in the planet. We have right. Bun B, you know, so Beyonce, whatever you see here in town. We have all these different people that can still go out, shake hands, be a part of the community and do community events. So you have to have that same mentality as being an elected official. You, you can't be afraid to go into certain neighborhoods. You know, these are the people that, yeah. that that have voted you in. These are your constituents. And so you have to celebrate every difference in the community. You have to be seen. And so I think that you can still continue to ride the rail and you can invite people. Obviously, you have your security. But right. at the same time. You have to still listen to what matters. And when people ask, well, if you don't win, what are you going to go do? Well, I'm going to go back to doing what I do anyway. I've talked to people all day, six days a week on the radio, ask what's happening with them and have a, and have a real ear to what the community needs. I'm going to continue to have these conversations. Even right. if I was mayor, I'm still going to, well, they don't have this, but they have like a Phoenix um, TV, but I'm going to incorporate radio as part of, or a podcast as part of my platform. So I don't know if it's a daily thing or I got to wake up early or I do in the afternoon. Or if it's once a week that, you know, at the city council, you, you have two minutes to talk about something and you have to kind of just give your statement where my conversation will be like what I do on radio. Right. We're going to talk about certain things and we're going to see, you know, and it's going to be fun stuff, too. That's the difference. Politics and government doesn't have to be boring. It because seems again, it's like so it is, though. That's all I've known it to be. Like there's it's very rare that you'd see the opposite. We, we have to change that. And when you start incorporating like I don't say fun, but things of interest, mm-hmm. then it can spark other interests, right? right. I, and, and I think you can always. It doesn't matter if you're doing country, if you're doing uh, uh, Spanish, English, hip hop, dance. A good jock is going to find the way to relate to the audience. They're going to either do the research they have to do, but they're going to find the topics and things that every person at a human level can find interesting that we can all discuss. And so I think when you take politics and, and you think city governing, hey, man, what, what are your favorite this? What side of town do you like to go to? Hey, what would right. you like to see at this park? You know, what's your be- you know, favorite thing? And I think you have to open up these things and still ask 
you know, the real questions as well about policing, about affordable housing. You have to talk about these things, but don't, you know, don't be afraid to intertwine human aspects of what we're all going through, man, because that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us us. And so I would definitely implement that into the platform as well. So I think you can be how you are before, but it's all about making time. Me, you, Oprah, Jay-Z, Warren Buffett, uh, Joe Biden, President Trump, everyone has the same amount of time in a day. How are we going to break that thing up? Right. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me ask you this. And and it's a, it's a, because hip hop, like, and I, again, the three of us have had these conversations separately because I've talked to both of you. Like, like once I met you, let's go. We talked a lot and Brittany and I just talk a lot anyway. Let's talk about the culture of hip hop. Right. And, and I know you're like me, you've seen a lot of what's going on right now. Like to me and like, again, this guy's been in office for a number of years and within the last month or so we've seen, well, we saw Kanye, of course, get involved. And, and I had uh, pretty much, I call her my sister, uh, Tony, Tony Howard on my show. Right. And Tony's thing was, it wasn't so much about, and and let's, let's start with ice cube. It wasn't so much that ice cube had a bad idea with his plan. Right. But it was the timing of it, how it seemed to create a bunch of noise, right? And then you had, of course, what Kanye was doing the whole time. And then as of late, you know, you got different people here and there. But then you had this big one as of late. Wayne suddenly appeared at the White House and the picture came out. What are your thoughts on someone like that who doesn't seem to have embraced the culture at all during his whole presidency? And then all of a sudden, we got some of our major players in the culture suddenly with, with this guy. Right. See, it's tricky because the way you can look at it is, is it too little too late? Is it too little with no real caring? Is it politically motivated? Mm -hmm. Um, Or is this just for show? Is this just to try to take votes? Or you have to do the flip side and think, are the artists maybe hearing things from one side that may not resonate or certain people are tired of people playing on, on different communities of colors, emotions. And one party is kind of depending on the fact that we're brown, we're black, and we should be automatically voting. And so if other people are like, hey, uh, somebody has to step up and say that I I don't agree with this. You're not going to just play me for my vote because if you ain't black or you ain't black, if you don't vote for me, you know, and I think that I think that comment and other things from uh, both both parties say things. But I think maybe I can't speak on what they want, but I can just speak on different people of color that I've talked to and why they may have switched or maybe while they're still undecided until tomorrow for the, you know, at voting. Right. I, I, I do think, though, it's also like charity. You ever seen somebody to where, let's say we're all operating on this call. Uh, we do charitable goods because we know how we know the importance of them in certain communities and we know how it's going to help. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden somebody jumps in and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, let me t- hey, let's do a video. And I'm going to buy a couple of McDonald's sandwiches and just pass them out to homeless people. Oh, I'm going to organize this event. And then now people that have been doing charity, sometimes they get offended. Like, wait a minute, you're not even doing this from the real place. Right. Let's say they donated a million dollars of supplies to somewhere. So you could either take it as, well, damn, they're, they're operating out of a bad place. It's, they're fake. It's not legit. Or you can look at it as man. The homeless people just got one million dollars of help that they might not have got it to begin with. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe where Ice Cube and Lil Wayne, like whatever they're working on behind the scenes or whatever happened is a bigger thing in the future to where it's like, OK, no matter your personal feelings about how you feel about the current president, has he done more or 
than maybe or even had the conversations that other people have been in office for so many years never had or try to put the ball rolling in the first place. Okay. So when you look at HBCU funding, if you look at um, uh, uh, the first step program and what Kim Kardashian and other people are doing to where some of the other politicians that have been in office for decades why why didn't they do that or what were they waiting on for so long because there hasn't always been a democrat or republican and majority and all these people like to blame that but if you're really passionate it would extend past someone's term and it could keep going and going and going so i you know i can't speak on them i don't know but is it too little too late or is it well at least somebody had the conversation and this many people and these communities are going to benefit from it I, I don't know. We have to look at it like that. That's what I'm thinking that they're doing, though, to be honest, is like getting it, the information for themselves and getting perspective and maybe talking and also giving perspective. But look who they're talking to. So I don't know that's going to get very far. But I do appreciate that. I feel like we all got to take some steps, you know, to learn more, to change our grow our perspective, whatever it is. And he has they have those connections to be able to do that. It's just like with Jay-Z and him being with like, I don't know much about football, but him trying to be Roger like, you yeah, know, be, be on that board and people were looking at him crazy. Like, how can you support this after, you know, the cat uh, is a Kaepernick? See, I don't know that yeah. much about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with yeah. that, you know, he was like, well, I'm trying to get into the room. You know, I want to get in the get room. In the room. Yes. And so yes. It's like, it looks big. So on one side, yeah, but but if, if someone's willing to take something like that opportunity and make something good out of it, even though it's trying to, they're dealing with trash, but you can clean it up, you know? So right. I hope that's right. what it is. Okay. Well, no, no, well, it's. It, can, can, can I just add on to that? Yeah, you guys, go ahead. Because it's good. So, you know, here locally, me being independent, I, I have not turned down any invitation, whether it's a uh, Trump campaign, whether it's a Biden campaign, nothing. Because being an independent, I have the availability to go in and because I don't owe any party any money. I don't have exactly. any allegiance to any party. They haven't done nothing for me. I only raised up not even $10,000 for this campaign. And a couple of my, uh, one, what, the, the mayor currently has raised uh, over 600,000 just from two different packs alone this finance quarter. Wow. And so or wow. it wasn't even a full quarter. It was just three weeks, $600,000. And so I've, I've seen the financials. I studied them today. And so these people owe people money. I can go anywhere I need to go. And I encourage other people to invite me because you have to know what both parties are talking about. You have to know what, if you're a Democrat, you want to know what they talk about. If you're a Republican, you want to know what they are talking about. So that way, you know, hey, guys, I, I've been there. I know what you're proposing. I know what you stand for. Here's what I think the common ground can be. And when you know what both people are talking about, you can have a better, more informed, intelligent conversation about what's going on versus if you've never heard anything because you're so turned off by one party, you don't even know what they're saying, then how can you educatedly speak on what they even stand for if you've never been in the room or the meeting? You don't know. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on and a lot to take in. Let me from because a lot has gone on this year. How has it been in Phoenix? And also, too, like I said, again, as a part of your campaign and steps that you would like to take with regard to the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, because we I'm everybody in this whole entire country and almost pretty much the world was affected by the George Floyd thing and the other things that have happened. And of course, with the pandemic that's going on, how has that affected your city and how does it affect you and your thoughts on, you know, what what you would like to do, you know, going forward? So so George Floyd, you know, um, you know, being from Houston, it affected me in a different way because some of my friends knew George. 
And so, I mean, we even did a Super Bowl party together the last time Super Bowl was in Houston. Like, I went back and looked at the flyer. It's me, Trader True, George Floyd, like, you know, other people that's in the community. And so, so when you, when you, when you look at the, the, the case of George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and um, what's happening here locally, on the same day George Floyd was killed, there was also another gentleman by the name of Deion Johnson that was killed by Arizona State Troopers as he was asleep on the freeway. The officer rode up to him. Uh, highway patrol on a bike didn't have a camera uh he opened his door he reached over oh he said the, the officer said there was a weapon in the car we don't know if we can believe that or not he also wow. said that he reached over dion to take the keys out of the ignition and, and a struggle ensued well i'm thinking if you woke me up out of my sleep there's no right. telling what might be able to happen right exactly now now here's the thing and nobody brought this up, which is why I'm disappointed in our county attorney. So I'm saying vote her out. But it's the uh, the fact that a Toyota Prius doesn't have keys in the ignition because I drive a Prius. Right? You weren't reaching over to get the keys out of the ignition. They don't exist in a Toyota Prius. Wow. Nobody thought about that. Nobody looks at the details. Right. And so what happened is here locally, you know, we had our protest and uh, one group was the other side of BLM or out here. It's, it's the re-rising project. And it is a Black Lives Matter Phoenix Metro. But, you know, and like other cities, you've seen Black Lives Matter as a statement and as a movement. Then you have the Black Lives Matter um, organization. Right. So here you see more of the support of the movement versus organization, because there's a lot of people that believe that black lives matter. And for us to be like all lives matter, then we have to understand that certain people People of color, communities of color, they have to be treated consistent when they're pulled over. When there's an emergency phone call for help, they have to be treated consistently. And we have to have that because if you don't have that, then there is no equality. Right. The, uh, you know what I mean? And so here locally, it's it's scary to think that a Dion, there was also a guy named Jay Garcia that was killed in his car by Phoenix police. There was also another uh, a man named Ryan Whitaker, who uh, a neighbor lied and said that he was shooting or had a gun and all this other stuff. And he was playing Call of Duty inside his house his apartment he opened the door because somebody was beating on it and it was the police he had a firearm and he he immediately stopped was going to the ground and the police that was behind him shot him in the back and killed him so without these deaths and and so it was a white guy hispanic guy black guy and so that's just a, a culture within the phoenix police department that needs to change and so it, but it's scary to think that if these deaths, including George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, there was another guy named Muhammad Mahayan out here who had been killed by uh, uh, he was uh, mentally health. Uh, he, he was he's dealing with something in the bathroom with his dog and police shot and killed him as well. There was another guy that was uh, pressed against the concrete. His face was burned. He later died in the black uh, back of a police car. So this has all happened since George Floyd. Wow. And these are these aren't national stories either. These are stories that you guys you get in Phoenix, but we're not getting on the national news line. Exactly. And so you have to think that Phoenix Police Department has been one of the most uh, I don't want to say corrupt, but they definitely had they rank highest in police civilian killings and especially unarmed as well. And so it's scary to think that if these deaths didn't happen, then there wouldn't have been full funding for the civilian uh, review board. Or and the, there's another one called the Office of Accountability and Transparency that got three million dollars. It's scary to think that if these deaths hadn't happened, that this department wouldn't even be funded fully as it should be. Why are we the fifth largest city in America and barely in 2020 we're getting fully funded review boards? 
and offices of accountability and transparency. Why is in 2019, there was the final vote to implement body cams on Phoenix police 2019. Look how long people have been having body cams since cops. Right. And we're just barely implementing that. And I think when uh, your population is less than 10 percent black, it wasn't a priority for the city. That's the sad truth of it all. Wow. And again, me living in different cities, three of the top five in America, then you have to think like I've seen all this and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to do some research and ask other mayors and other police chiefs what they're doing instead of leading the old wild, wild west out here what they're used to. Wow. That, and like, now, really- would you say then, like those different departments that you're talking to, like you said, where you have to talk to like the, the, the you know, and other areas to kind of get, come brainstorm and come together. Or if they're what they're doing is working, you know, maybe we can implement that over there. But are is there like the relationship there, even if they're you don't know them, are they open to that? Or is that kind of like, you know, like that's not we don't talk like we don't want that. You know what I mean? Like if I'm helping you, I'm I, it's kind of like a competition almost. So, you know, radio, well, oh, I don't want to say radio, but, but sometimes personalities, you get, you got to look at ego can get in the way, right? To where you may yeah. have some dope DJs and instead of DJs getting with each other and say, Hey, how do you do this break? Right. Or, Hey, what's a good way to implement this kind of bit? What can I be doing? You know, ego comes into play, right? And it, it's the mm-hmm. same thing in politics to where if some of these mayors and police chiefs, they let their ego get involved, they're going to be afraid or just, they don't don't want to ask other uh, police chiefs and other mayors how they're doing things. But when you can put that ego aside and look again, look at the people and what's best for the overall, that's what you got to be able to do. Like I've already had conversations with other mayors and other city officials and other, and other cities just to interview on my show, like uh, my uh, mayor Tubbs out of Stockton. He was just on the HBO documentary Stockton on my mind. I've had conversations with him about policing. Some of my police and how I feel now is based off his conversation saying that there has to be a baseline policing. So everyone calling for abolishing police, it can't make sense. And I agree. It can't make sense because how are you going to take away the police but have no other system in play? A program director or radio station is not going to blow out a station and have no format on deck. It just wouldn't make sense. So until you're whatever people are recommending, you have to have a a different play or another play in place and it all comes from communication like i said i've already talked to mayor stub uh, tubs about universal basic income what's working for him and it's a pilot program and now it's extended to other mayors and you have to open up that line of conversation i think being in radio it also helps the way that you can communicate with other people where other people that may be coming from business or they were a lawyer and yeah, you, you may know stats and you can memorize this and that but what's your real communication skills like to where you can get on the phone have a real conversation like what we're having right now. Right. Um, one, it's just, I got to talk to you again. We got to have you back on because I like, I think Brittany and I too, and I, I hate to speak for you all the time, Brittany, but you let me. So, you know, that's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, these, these conversations about things. And I really feel like as a hip hop culture, we should hear more of these conversations because these are things that I think that we're missing. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're great at flyers. We're great at parties. We're great at, we're great at even all of a sudden when someone needs us in the room for the photo op and we're also great for influence. But I think sometimes we're not understanding how to bring all of this influence together, which brings me yeah. to, I, I, I got to get out of here soon and let you go. But I wanted to touch on this point before we go, because it's definitely one that you and I talked about before what you're doing is such an inspiration in the hip hop community. Like just your history, how you've come up. You've, like I said, I know that I know for a fact you've been instrumental in helping careers out of Houston and helping to build other brands and, and just your own radio career alone has accolade on top of accolade, even the things that you're doing now and the steps that you've taken to now be a part of 
what's really going on in your city from a from a government standpoint, even if you don't win. Now, the flip side of that is you and I, the three of us, are well aware of all the blogs we have out there. You know, and I'm not like, again, just this ones that come to top off the top, you know, Vlad TV, Shade Room, these things like that. And yet we haven't seen your story in any of these places. How do we. And again, I'm like you, I want to be solution based. How do we. Is there something that is a step that you and I that the three of us are missing to get you on these major platforms that are pretty much they're living off the hip hop culture. But a lot of times it's in a negative Mm -hmm. or somebody got arrested, such and such is beef in type way. But here we got nothing but positivity from pretty much hip hop history that's still moving the needle. And we're not hearing about it. You know, there's a couple of things when I when I made the the video, uh, maybe about three, uh, a little over a month ago. And it was um, the day that I had to announce that I was stepping down from radio to run for office. I put together a video where I used my my last conversation with Nipsey Hussle. And in that interview, he said, uh, you know, Crisco, the highest human act is to inspire. And so we talked about the power of music. We talked about the power of responsibility. But I, I wanted that to be a part of my announcement um, because, again, it shows the power that artists that we have, our words matter and we can influence, we can inspire. And that's why I put it in there. Before I, I, I sent that and made that public, I asked different people that knew Nipsey and his family and asked, do you think they'd have a problem with him? I, even in the video it says, he's, it's not an endorsement from Nipsey Hussle's estate, but these are just, this is my tribute of encouragement and another reason as to why I'm running for mayor of Phoenix. Right. And so it was important that I had that blessing or at least nobody found it offensive. And so at the same time, Someone is like, hey, do you mind if I reach out to like the Shade Room or Baller Alert, Hip Hop or Hollywood Unlocked? And I was like, yeah. So they reached out and they were like, what will be four hundred dollars? Well, this would be fourteen hundred dollars. This is eighteen hundred dollars for two thousand dollars. We can. I'm like, guys, I'm not paying anything because a um, brown boy magic exists, too. Right. And I think we hear about black girl magic, black boy magic. But where's the brown boy magic that contributes to hip hop as well? And I think we all have to celebrate any type of magic, especially any communities of color that are advancing forward because hip hop exists with black and brown and white. Right. And so anybody that is creating any type of magic should be celebrated instead of looking for clickbait and Cardi B twerking on offset all day. We get it. That's the clicks and (laughs) likes. But how can we really fully move forward as a people when you continue to show garbage and just gossip? Right. And 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 I know that's part of what we do and what we talk about on the air. But I I, I try to find a positive. I try to find the educational value and and push that. That's the one I'm at on my platform. I know as we get older, I mean, I'm 40 now and it's just like. We all grow and we can have fun. But when it comes down to somebody, because no other hip hop personality stepped down to run for mayor. Right. Congress, city council. Who's doing that to selection? No one. And it was just disappointing to where I've given my life 21 years, even before radio, to what I love, to hip hop, to culture, to the life, to the people. And I mean, it was kind of disappointing to not get that support back. When so many publicists, I put their people on and I asked them to do me a favor. Could they reach out? And it just fell through. And I, I would just hope that next election in two years or four years that uh, the hip hop community and music in general get behind and champion people that are willing to risk their, their whole career, everything that they yeah. built to move into a different area of life, to take that faith, to take that leap. It would just mean a lot to have the people that you encourage and support, support you back. Right, man. Um I don't I don't think there's any follow up to that statement right there. And I, I do appreciate I appreciate you taking the time. And, and the one thing I think we both said, and I and I meant this from my side, is that 
I felt like I had a new brother and I was going to keep in touch and follow through. And I think Amen. this is the start of that. And, yes, sir. you know, just to see what you're doing out there, I think it's a dope thing. And, and that's the kind of thing that I want to push on any platform I'm involved in um, that there's a lot of positive going because like you said, we have fun with all the twerking and all that kind of stuff, but we right. will share a video of a brother getting killed or, or uh, somebody getting pushed off of somewhere or, you know, just some disrespect in a minute. But I think we need more of these moments out there, man. And like you said, hip hop is such a universal language and we're watching people, you know, they, they want to use it when it's convenient, but we need yeah. to, you know, we need to do more supporting of our own. Man. And I don't, I don't just want to be somebody that talks about that. I want to live, you know, exactly what we're speaking, man. So I appreciate you, Crisco kid, man. Um, where can they find you at on social media? So everything is at Crisco kid, two D's on a kid, uh, anything campaign related, it's time Phoenix. So um, both are good. My Twitter is still hacked. Uh, Crisco kid, unfortunately, it's been hacked since October 16th. I've hit Twitter support. So if anybody knows how to help a play out, <laughs> help me out, man. I started talking <laughs> politics on it and, and they locked that Twitter out. They changed the password, all that. Wow. Man, so. oh, yeah, it's wow. crazy. It has been some election well, can I just say what you're doing is so inspiring. It really is. You are Thank inspiring. You. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty proud of you. And I think it's awesome. And I hope you win. I'm tell Thank everybody, you. I don't live there, but I'm going to tweet about it to everybody. I appreciate y'all. I, I'm serious. I, I appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all open My up the platform today. My connection is terrible. No, look, I appreciate you. Y'all open up the platform for real and to have me included in this conversation really does mean a lot. I apologize. I had to get my haircut at the same time. I uh, apologize for the mask, but we got to be safe, too. We got to mask up until this thing is a hold on it. So. Hey, man, you this is hip hop. You yeah. know we adapt. <laughs> this is hip hop. We adapt, sure. man. My man, Chris sure. Kid, man. And of course, the lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez. I am DJ Eakin, the DJ Eakin podcast. Again, Yay. the election is tomorrow, man. Good luck. And um, vote, everybody. Vote, vote. Yeah, everybody get out and vote. And, yes. and we're, we're going to be definitely checking in with you again soon. And I, I, I definitely want you to be family on the pod, man. And, and definitely let's keep in touch because I think that your voice in hip hop is an important one. And, and some of these discussions that I have, I definitely want to make sure that I'm talking to the right people. All right, man. My man, oh. Crisco Kid, Brittany Gonzalez, oh, please don't forget, man, the DJ can podcast. We're going to drop two episodes this week, but don't forget, everybody, get out and vote, 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 oh. and all that good stuff. All right. Uh, for yeah. my entire family, we gone, man. Appreciate you. Much love, baby. Much love. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Law and Crime Network's Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.